Welcome to VoiceOver Experts, brought to you by Voices.com, the number one voiceover marketplace. VoiceOver Experts brings you tips, pearls of wisdom, and techniques from top instructors, authors, and performers in the field of voiceover. Join us each week to discover tricks of the trade that will help you to develop your craft and prosper as a career voiceover talent. It's never been easier to learn, perform, and succeed from the privacy of your own home and at your own pace. This is truly an education you won't find anywhere else. This week, Voices.com is pleased to present Mark Grau. Hello, my lovelies. This is Mark Grau, owner of Mark Grau VoiceOver Studios in Burbank, California. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about auditioning and how that all works. Now, here at our Burbank studios, we have held auditions for everything from HBO's Happily Ever After cartoon series to the series that's currently running, The Life and Times of Tim. Um, we've had auditions for Tuttenstein, for J.J. the Jet Plane. There's also a new series coming out, The Pink Panther and The Anteater, and we've been holding auditions for those. Those. In fact, we've been around so long, we go back to the auditions for the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So we thought we'd give you a little information on how the auditioning process works and how to nail it down so you can receive the magical callback. Now, once you receive a callback um, here in Los Angeles, normally the way the process works is the agent will receive the copy or sides along with a badly photocopied picture of whatever the character is you're doing. And you'll go over that a couple of times, obviously, to hone it down. Here's the key, though, with an audition. You don't want to work the copy too much. And the reason is this. If you have, say, a fat, sleazy street rat, then all of a sudden everybody's going to be doing the, hey, you want to get some cheese? Everything is wonderful. No making bigger. Okay, let's get him down. You know, hey, you want to get some cheese? Life is really good. I love my cheese. I'm a fat rat. That's great. However, what happens is you walk into the booth and they go, no, we don't want that accent at all. And your brain goes, oh, boy. What happens if you work the copy too much is that your brain becomes so accustomed to, I want to put a pause in here, a little bit of smile here a pause there, all of a sudden you're going to choke if that's not what they're looking for. The key to nailing down an audition is to be thinking on your feet. Now, we've had directors that the direction has gone everywhere from perfect, I love the size of him, now make it sweatier, so you keep a cool, calm face and look at them and go, yeah, yeah, sweatier, even though your brain is going, what the hell does that mean? Our job as voice actors is to go, oh, sweatier, sure, and try, anyway, to give them a sweaty read. But again, try and come as close as possible to a sweaty read. The one thing you do not want to do is look at the director and go, I don't understand what you're saying. Sweatier? That makes no sense at all. The way this character is written, he wouldn't be sweatier. You have to try and give them a read as close as possible to what it is they're looking for. I remember auditioning for the voice of a troll and the direction was, that's perfect. Now make it more like a babbling brook. Well, our job is to interpret that and try and make it as close as possible to a babbling brook. Now, if you're auditioning at home, you don't have the luxury, obviously, of having a director or producer telling you what they want. The upside to having a studio at home is that you can do 5,472 takes of something. The downside is you can do 5,472 takes of something and still not be happy with what you're doing. Don't scrutinize too much. You have to understand that people have a tendency to go over 
copy and to work it and make sure they get the subtleties in, etc. The reality is, in a studio situation, you walk in the room, Mr. Clock is ticking, let's get on with it. You don't spend that much time on it. If you're on your own and you're using basically self-direction, what you're going to want to do is try and give them a take as close as possible to what the description is, even though at many times, as we know, that's at cross-purposes. And then what you want to do is give them a second take that's way, way out there. It's two takes is it. Don't give them any more than that because they're not going to listen to it. Ideally, if you're covering both ends of the spectrum, somewhere in between there, they're going to hear something that could possibly get you that callback. With animation auditions, you need to be able to think on your feet. Just because you do silly voices doesn't mean that you're doing a lot of animation voices. Meaning this, a lot of the time you will walk in, they'll say, I love what you're doing with that character. Now make him about five years younger, not quite as sinister, and be sure and drop the accent. And you need to be able to go, okay, great. Not the deer in the headlights look with, can can I come back Tuesday. The bottom line with an audition is, in essence, the planets are aligning for that 10 or 15 second moment that you're going to do that audition. So you need to have your A game right up there at the front. Don't get shook about it. Again, at home, it's one of those things that you can go over and over and over, but what happens is sometimes you can scrutinize the copy too much, and it comes off as very, very stilted. If you're doing a pirate voice, give him a pirate voice! What's the matter with you, boy? And that's as far as you need to go. That's So when they hear that, sitting in a stack of 50 other voices, they go, gee, that's really interesting. Let's flag that one. Anytime you're doing a character, visualize what it is you're doing. If you're doing an old man, then all of a sudden get him all old. And that's while I'm doing that, I'm actually hunched over. My eye is all scrunched up and I look kind of retarded like I'm having a seizure. That's fine because nobody during the session cares what you look like. The bottom line is what it sounds like. Whatever it takes for you to get into that character, that's what you want to do. Is it acting? Absolutely. It's not just doing voices. You need to become that character. And in order to do that, you may be more comfortable taking an acting class. I've had people come in for auditions and go, oh, I can't really die. I'm kind of embarrassed to do that. (laughs) Don't be. And if you have that kind of an attitude, I guarantee you, boom, you're going to be out of there instantly. It's not simply a matter of voice quality. It's a matter of the subtleties within that voice. Is he grittier? Is he more hardcore? Is this guy very ornery? Is he very stern? Is he a little bit older? Is he an authority figure? Is he more low-key? Is he very dark? These are all things that come into play, and when you do that voice, as these all come into play, this is what's going to make your audition stand out from all the rest. Now, the A-list VO guys here in Los Angeles, and we're talking about Rob Paulson, Tress McNeil, Jim Cummings, Jeff Bennett, Uh, D. Bradley Baker, Joe Alasky, Bob Bergen. These guys have mastered the art of knowing exactly how to interpret what a director is asking them to do. A great example is doing the voice of a big fat pig. All right. Start out with a big fat pig. Now we need to make him a little more effeminate. Okay, good. No, he needs to be larger than that. Make this a 700 pound pig, but now I want him to sound stupid. These are all of the kind of things that will come into play and you need to be able to do that on the spot. When you've mastered that, that's when you're going to start finding the phone is going to be ringing a lot because people like what you're doing. As a voice person, what you want to become is a journeyman voice actor, meaning that whatever comes up, sure, man, I'm there and I'll do it. Now, that's not to say that we all do everything. I love it when people come in and go, well, what do you do? 
everything. Well, nobody with the exception of maybe Frank Welker does everything. You do what you do, but take that portion of what you do and make sure you do it better than anyone else does. Grab that copy, bring to it your sensibility, your timing, your comedy abilities, and I guarantee you, you're going to be getting more callbacks and you're going to start booking some jobs. As my dear friend Rob Paulson says, how serious can we be? We're all getting paid a lot of money for stuff we got in trouble for in the seventh grade. It's true. What a great job. If you'd like more information, you can reach me at 818-953-8991. I'd be more than happy to talk to you, or you can check out our website at fixinthemix.com. Thanks a lot. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about the special guest featured in this Voices.com podcast, visit the VoiceOver Experts show notes at podcasts.voices.com slash voiceoverexperts. Remember to stay subscribed. If you're a first-time listener, you can subscribe for free to this podcast in the Apple iTunes podcast directory or by visiting podcasts.voices.com. To start your voiceover career online, go to voices.com and register for a voice talent membership today. This has been a Voices.com production.